0: Good morning. It's good to see you all out this morning. I'll echo what both Kevin and Freed said and welcome you and wish the mothers here a happy Mother's Day. It's a, it's a wonderful day and a wonderful opportunity to remember the great work that they are doing and the importance of it and the memories that we have with our own mothers. It's, it's a wonderful day, and it's a wonderful day to worship God, as every first day of the week is. It presents us with a wonderful opportunity to open up His Word, to study it together and to make application to it in our own lives. I'm going to ask you to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 6. And once you get there, you're done for the day. You're not going to have to turn anywhere else. Deuteronomy chapter 6 is where we're going to spend the entirety of our lesson this morning. We're going to read verses 10 through 15 together here in just a moment. We actually discussed a portion of this passage in the high school class recently. And it really struck me with the importance of the reminder that God gives the people of Israel at this point in time, as he is preparing them for what he knows will be a difficult thing to remember as time passes. And so, as you'll see on the screen behind me, I have titled the lesson this morning A Reminder of Our Spiritual Heritage. I know there's a Bible class curriculum with a similar name, it has nothing to do with that, But I think that phrase and that idea is really what I want us to key in on this morning as we remember what God has done for us and we apply some of the truths contained within those memories in our lives and remind ourselves of just how important it is to keep those memories fresh as time passes. I want to read with you verses 10 through 25 of Deuteronomy chapter 6 and then we'll dive into that text together. Beginning in verse number 10. So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities, which you did not build, houses full of all good things, which you did not fill, hewn out wells, which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees, which you did not plant, when you have eaten and are full, then beware." Lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. You shall fear the Lord your God and serve him and shall take oaths in his name. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the peoples who are all around you. For the Lord your God is a jealous God among you. Lest the anger of the Lord your God be aroused against you and destroy you from the face of the earth. You shall not tempt the Lord your God as you tempted him in Massah. You shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God, his testimonies and his statutes, which he has commanded you. And you shall do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with you, and that you may go in and possess the good land of which the Lord swore to your fathers, to cast out all your enemies from before you, as the Lord has spoken." When your son asks you in time to come, saying, What is the meaning of the testimonies, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord our God has commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, We were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt. And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And the Lord showed signs and wonders before our eyes, great and severe against Egypt, Pharaoh, and all his household. Then he brought us out from there, that he might bring us in to give us the land of which he swore to our fathers. And the Lord commanded us to observe all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as it is this day. Then it will be righteousness for us if we are careful to observe all these commandments before the Lord our God as he commanded us. So I want to ask you a question as you think about this text and you think about the history of the people of Israel and how everything unfolds for them throughout the pages of the Old Testament. How long do you think it was after they got into the promised land before they started calling those houses their houses? How long do you think it was before they started calling those wells that they didn't dig their wells? How long do you think it took before they started calling the vineyards that they didn't plant their vineyards? And all the food that stocked their shelves that they didn't grow their food. You see, God realized how quickly these things can happen, how quickly they can forget, how quickly it could happen where where they forget that, that they inherited something, that they didn't do for themselves. They didn't build those houses. They didn't dig those wells. They didn't plant those fields. God gave those things to them. And He knew how quickly they could forget that. I wonder sometimes how quickly we forget too. When we start calling the church our church, when we start calling our homes our homes. And our family's my family. And the money that I have, my money. Now, listen, there, I'm not suggesting that inherently there's anything wrong with the use of those pronouns. Please don't misunderstand me. But I think there is great value and importance in verbally reminding ourselves of what God has done for us and what God has entrusted to us, and what God has given to us. This practice of, of reminding ourselves of that serves as a useful tool to, to guard against disobedience, to guard against pride, to guard against an overinflation of self-sufficiency, all of these things which are incredibly dangerous but incredibly easy for us to fall into, Verbally reminding ourselves of those things is incredibly important and can safeguard us from some of those pitfalls that God was trying to protect the people of Israel from as well. And so just like it was important for them to be reminded of their spiritual heritage, to be reminded of where all of their blessings came from, it's important for us to remind ourselves of that as well. And in doing so, it serves to humble us, to remind us not only where all good things come from, but to remind us of just where we stand in position to God. It humbles us while elevating God and giving him glory and praise and honor for what he has done for us. And so that's what I want us to do together this morning. I want us to remind one another of where we have come from, of what God has done for us and to remember all that he has given us. One of the biggest dangers, one of the biggest dangers God saw for the people of Israel was that they were going to forget where they had come from. That's why so frequently, so frequently, God reminds them of the bondage that he brought them out of, of the slavery that he removed them from when he brought them from the land of Egypt and he gave them a land of their own in which they could be free and thrive, it was important, it was incredibly important that they never forget where they came from. And the end of this passage that we read just a moment ago tells us just that, that God instructed parents, when your children ask you about these things, make sure that you remind them of their heritage. Make sure you remind them of where they came from. as a Christian today, we have a heritage that we cannot forget. We should be reminding ourselves and reminding our children of where we came from, of who we were, and of what God has done for us. We all have a story, and it's an important one, and it needs to be told. And it needs to be remembered. I remember years and years and years ago, I was probably middle school, maybe high school at the oldest. We went to camp one summer and we learned a song called Remember Who You Are. And I looked in both our songbooks and our supplemental books and it's not in there. And I, it's, I don't even remember necessarily the words to that song. I just remember learning it. Rick shaking his head. I think he remembers that song. He was probably at camp that year um, when we learned that song. But I, I remember as time passed on, my mom and dad were counselors there, and my dad kind of adopted that phrase into our family. And he would tell my sister and I as we would leave the house as we got older to remember who we are. That was a phrase that he used to use from time to time. And honestly, I still hear it some today from him. I'm 38 years old, and I still hear him say that to me from time to time. That's an incredibly important phrase for us. But I think there's a second phrase that must be associated with that. Because, yes, we have to remember who we are, but we also have to remember who we were. Both of those things have equal value in our lives today as Christians. You remember who you are, you remember what God has done for you, you remember how He has freed you from sin and adopted you into His family. Remember that, remind yourself of that, tell that to your children. But in that same conversation, don't hide who you once were. Because that's part of the beauty of the story in your life. Is that God has brought you out of that. He didn't want the people of Israel to hide from the fact that for generations they lived as slaves in Egypt. He wanted them to remember that. Because that magnifies then what God did for them. So whatever your history looks like, whatever your background looks like, don't hide from that. Don't forget that. In fact, make that a part of the story that you tell to your children. Make that a part of the conversation when you're talking to others about God and what he can do in their lives because our story is a powerful testimony to what God can do and the changes that he can bring about. And he wanted the people of Israel to remember that, to remember who they are and to remember who they were. When we do that, when we remind ourselves of where we came from, when we remind ourselves of who God has made us to be, and who we are as his children that's when it helps us to keep the commandments of God faithfully in our lives because those memories remain strong if the people of Israel if the people of Israel had done a better job of doing what God told them to do and remembering their history and remembering what God had done for them and remembering the promises that he had fulfilled and bringing them out of Egypt and bringing them to the promised land, they would have done a much better job of safeguarding their hearts, much better job of safeguarding the relationship that they have with God. But it was as those memories faded and as time passed, and as they began calling those houses their houses, and they began calling those wells their wells, and they began calling all that food their food, that's when their obedience to God began to wane. And that same reality can happen in our lives if we're not careful. Remembering who we are, remembering where we came from, is integral to being obedient to God in our day-to-day lives. It serves as a safeguard for us. We maintain in that way a proper perspective about who God is, what he has done for us, but it also helps safeguard us from thinking that our own actions, our own abilities can justify us or save us in any way. Just as it was read for us in Galatians chapter 2, and several of you I know are in the Romans class, you're going to talk up a lot about that this trimester. There is nothing that we can do, there's no amount of good works, there's nothing that we can say that can save us or that can justify us. Only God can do that. And remembering that reality, and coming face to face with the fact that I am today what I am only because of what God has done that that is what is going to propel me in the future to remain close to him to remain obedient to him and see obedience to God not as an obligation or as a checklist but as something that I want to do for him from a position of love That's what Jesus says in John chapter 14 if you love me keep my commandments he doesn't say in that passage if If you keep my commandments, if you keep my commandments, that's really all that matters. Love has to be a part of that. And that love stems from a place of remembering who we are and what God has done for us. We keep his commandments diligently and faithfully because of who he is. We keep his commandments diligently and faithfully because of what he's done for us. Because of the love that he has shown to us and the love. That we have in return for him. Lastly, I want you to look down in verse number 25 again with me of this passage. As, As he begins to conclude this teaching to the people of Israel, he concludes this way in verse number 25. Then it will be righteousness for us. Then it will be righteousness for us if we are careful to observe all these commandments before the Lord our God as he has commanded us. You see, God has made a way, God has provided a way for the unrighteous to be made righteous. He has prepared a way and made a way for the sinner to be sinless, for the unholy to be holy. God has prepared a way for that to take place. And it is our responsibility to recognize that and to embrace that to show appreciation for that. And we do so, again, by remembering. Because that teaching there in verse number 25 is right on the heels of the instruction that God gives when the children ask in time to come, verse 20, saying, what is the meaning of these testimonies, of statutes, and judgments? That's the, that's the teaching that precedes this passage in verse number 25. If you, if you recognize what God has done for you, if you recognize the change that he has brought about in your life, then you will embrace the fact that then it will be righteousness for us. That then we can embrace the righteousness of God in our own lives. You see, it creates a bond with him. It creates unity between us and our Savior to take a, take a step back and see the big picture of all that he has done in our lives, all that he's done in the lives of our parents or our grandparents, whatever your own heritage and your own story looks like. What has God done that has led you to where you are today? And a recognition of that will open the doors to this beautiful picture of God making you righteous in his image. That's what he wanted to do for the people of Israel. It was his righteousness that could make them righteous. And just as with the people of Israel, he wants us to proclaim that. He wants us to talk about that. Talk to your children about being made righteous in the image of God. We're not doing that in any self-righteous manner. We're not doing that to shine a spotlight on what we have done. We are doing that to shine a spotlight on what God has done. It is through his grace that I have been made righteous. It is through his grace that I have been made holy. And we can tell our stories and we can embrace the good and the bad contained within those stories. That has led us to where we are today as children of his. Serving him in love. Serving him fully and teaching and preparing the next generation to do the very same thing. I am not who I once was. And I praise God for that. But I never want to forget who I was. And I never want my children to forget who they were, and I want my children to know who I was so that they can see the beautiful picture of God's grace unfold in my life, and they can see what he has done for me, for our family, and what he can do for generations to come. Unfortunately for the people of Israel, as we read the rest of their story throughout the pages of the Old Testament, they forgot this admonition that God had provided to them. We're even told that there was a generation that rose up that didn't know God at all after Joshua and his generation had passed away. How sad a reality that is, that so quickly, so quickly, we can forget what God has done for us. If you're a Christian this morning, and I know that I'm talking to many, my encouragement for you today is to remember who you are and to remember who you were and to talk openly and frequently about that. Talk about that with one another. Talk about that with your children. Let it serve as a reminder to you To remember who you are always and let that be a motivator in your service to God. And also allow it to be a motivator to bring you back to God if you stray. As the people of Israel took the promised land and they lived in that land for a long time. And they had some wonderful prosperous years in that land. And then they turned their backs on God. And it got so bad. As you read the pages of Jeremiah and the pages of Ezekiel, the prophets who prophesied during the the latter days of the nation before they were taken captive. You can read the sad story about how not only had they forgotten their heritage, but that they had even brought idols into the temple so much so that they pushed God out. Don't allow yourself personally, don't allow your family to follow the same trajectory that the people of Israel did. Learn from their mistakes. Remember who you are. Remember where you came from. And use that as a motivation to serve God And if you turn from him, use it as a motivation to turn back to him. When you remember what he has done for you. When you remember the promises that he has made to you. And remember the transformation that is capable in your life because of him. If you're not a Christian this morning, and just like God was faithful to bring the people of Israel out of bondage and out of slavery, He is faithful to the promise that he has made to bring anyone who will turn to him in love and obedience out of the bondage of sin today. The promise remains as long as this earth stands. And he stands ready to welcome you into his family, to forgive you of your past wrongs, to wipe the slate clean, and to, as we read just a moment ago, make it righteousness in you, to be embraced by God, to be embraced by his family, to be made holy in his sight. What a beautiful opportunity, what a beautiful gift that he extends to each of us. So if you haven't become a Christian, you have an opportunity this morning to yield your will to God's, to be obedient to him in baptism, to be a part of his family. And from that moment on, you never forget where you came from and you live into the spiritual heritage that God now provides to you. If you're here this morning and we can help you in any way with your walk with God and your relationship with him, we ask that you'll come to the front and let us know how we can help you as we stand and as we sing.